Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the epic Earful. And this is not our first take. I'm just going to be real tough. Because here's a really good jingle that we've been practicing for thousands of hours. Epic. Epic. Earful. 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 How about Wow. That was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for okay, participating. Also, also, you know what, Scott? People were walking by and they were giving me weird looks. And I did it anyway. <laughs> okay. All, all you listening to that big earful, don't care what people think, especially when you're in college. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you can you can sing in a random hallway about Scott, an earful. It's called, it's called networking. Any one of these people could be founding the next Google. Yeah, well, I am Google. Think about that. Wow. I have thought about that before, funnily enough. Anyway, we should introduce ourselves before we just start gabbing at each other about Google. My name's Scooter. Hey, I'm here. Who else is here? Um, I am Will, and I am in Indiana, but I am calling in uh, just because, you know, when you're the host of a podcast as successful as this one, how could I not? <laughs> um, I heard Indiana isn't even real. That's what I heard. Like, is that even in the United States? Of America. A lot of, I a lot was, of people have also said like that Indiana is not real. I'm doing my best to investigate. Um, yeah. and right now, the results are varied. I, I'd say uh, it's anybody's game right now. What have, what have you heard about Indiana, Cooper? I thought it was like by Alaska or like, yeah, you know, kind of oh, like okay. Atlantis, just like not real. Yeah. Like just totally like, fake. Just like a makeup okay, land. So here, here are the two things that are by Alaska. Just fun fact um, Canada <laughs> and the ocean. I and thought of those I thought like Indianapolis was like right in the middle of them. In the middle of the ocean? Yeah. Yeah, that's called an island. Yeah. Okay? Have you ever heard Indiana. of the island of Indianapolis right off the coast of Alaska and Canada? <laughs> Google it. Also Google it. Or just ask just me because I am Google. <laughs> exactly. Go ahead. Ask me, Will. Okay, Scott. Where is Indianapolis? Indianapolis is... A, is <laughs> Oh, wait, hold on. Let me compute. Computing, computing. Indianapolis is an island in the middle of the ocean right next to Alaska. Boom, roaster. Hey, Scott, I have a question for you. Are you asking Scott or are you asking Google Scott? I'm, ask, I'm asking Scott. <laughs> yes? What are we doing, man? Oh, oh yeah, this is the Epic Earfolds podcast. Cool. <laughs> um, who else is here? Two people. My name is Cooper. I'm also here with Scott. This is my first time on the podcast. It is an honor to be joining everybody here. I'm excited. Yeah, 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 boy. He's oh, a yeah. firster. He's a first firster. Um, so last week at Epic, Thursday night, we talked about sadness. We talked about Jesus. And he got super died. That was a really good sentence. <laughs> I promise I graduated college, Mom, if you're listening to this. Um, Jesus died on a cross. Saddest moment in history. Would you say that, Will? Uh, I would say yes. Good. It's up there. Will says yes, and Will's like the president, so I listen to what Here's he says. Thing. I would say 100% it was the saddest if he didn't. If he didn't bring it back three days later. Oh, spoiler. That's true. Sorry. There could be some people out there listening who didn't know that. that. (laughs) You always want to cut stuff. 
No, I just, I did if it was a spoiler, I didn't want to ruin the story for everybody. Okay, anyway, so we're talking about Jesus getting a crucified, and there's four accounts of the crucifixion of Jesus. And Cooper, what account did we read on Thursday night? Today we read uh, out of John 19, 28 to 35. So it's a pretty big chunk of verses, but they're actually pretty informative, and I liked them a lot, so I'll read them out right now. Later, knowing that all was now completed, and so that the scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. A jar of wine vinegar was there, so they soaked a sponge in it, put the sponge on a stalk of the hyssop plant, and lifted it to Jesus' lips. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, it is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up the spirit. Gave up his spirit, sorry. Now it was the day of the preparation, and the next day was to be a special Sabbath. Because the Jews did not want the bodies left on the crosses during the Sabbath, they asked Pilate to have the legs broken and the bodies taken down. The, so- the soldiers therefore came and broke the legs of the first man who had been crucified with Jesus, and then those of the other. But when they came to Jesus and found out that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. Instead, one of the soldiers pierced Jesus' side with a spear, bringing a sudden flow of blood and water. The man who saw it has given testimony, and his testimony is true. He knows that he tells the truth, and he testifies so that you may also believe. Mm. Juicy. Very juicy. Gosh. That is incredibly juicy. So I've got a question for the two of you. Will, you can answer first. Okay. So let's say you're God. Okay. And you want to forgive everyone's sins. Why don't you just snap your fingers like this (laughs) and forgive everyone's sins? Couldn't you just do that if you were God? Um, well, you know what? That's a good question, Scott. And and here's, you know, you, you caught me. This is coming off the dome. Um, but here, here's how I would respond to that. Um, God is many things, many good things. And one of those attributes of God um, is just. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he is a just God and will always pursue justice. Uh, and so for that reason, the laws of the universe that he set forth were that the wages of sin are death, mm. that mm-hmm. um, a price must be paid. Um, and so if he were to uh, wipe away sin and no payment was made, that would be unjust and uh, that would go against his very nature as God. Um, but at the same time, our God is merciful mm-hmm. uh, and full of grace. And so sometimes those two things, it seems to be like they're in contrast. Mm-hmm. But that's where we get to see how creative God is. And this is the solution he came up with Yeah, of one death for many. Wow, that's good. And Cooper, why, why do you think – I think Jesus could have died a lot of different ways. Oh, yeah, for sure. Why do you think his death was – so painful i think i feel like it was so painful just because he was dying for all the sin in the world yeah and all the sin in the world combined is a pretty pretty gnarly thing to deal with so Mm -hmm. i feel like you know the crucifixion was pretty brutal itself but i feel like it fit what uh, we were getting out of it because you know jesus was dying for everyone in the world who has sinned Mm -hmm. And like Will said, the only punishment to sin is death. And for him to go out and do that for everyone, that is 
pretty big because, you know, God could have just killed everyone because everyone sinned. Be like, hey, you know, the only punishment to sin is death. So I'm going to kill everyone and we're going to start over. But instead of doing that, he sent his son down to get rid of the sin and give everyone on earth a second chance to be like, hey, let's, you know, we just got a second chance. Let's live this life through Jesus and through God so everyone can have what we have right now. So good. And Cooper, you did a little bit of research, a little bit of mm-hmm. digging about crucifixion because it it was it wasn't as simple as you just kind of mm-hmm. hot, hot glue someone to a big stick. Right. Um, there were some intentional things that the Romans did in order to actually torture yeah. their their poor recipients of this. So what were mm-hmm. some of some of the things that you came across? <clears throat> well the way they were being hung up, it would like with their arms like all stretched out and their knees like kind of have a little bend in it, mm-hmm. it would make it really hard for them to exhale. So for them to get a good breath out, they would have to push up on the nail that was mm-hmm. already nailed into their ankles. So that already hurts enough to to just go through everything. Yeah. Um, but in order just to get like a small breath, you'd have to push off of off of that nail. And it was, it was not like it was even like a big breath. It's just like half a second, just so you could keep going. And it was really just to like make you feel every sense of pain in your body because it wouldn't even kill you instantly. Like you wouldn't die of blood loss. You would most likely die of just like ex- exhaustion, just getting eaten by animals or just time just like with like the crows just coming down and eating at your eyes or the soldiers will come over and break your legs and that just basically makes you suffocate because you can't even lift yourself up to get a breath and that'll just end up killing you faster so it was really like before i knew that it was just like okay yeah you get hung up on a cross and it's over but like going deeper into it was pretty gnarly especially because like the roman crucifixions they'd have the bodies just rot off the cross like they wouldn't even take them down it was just dang insane lots of gnarly information behind crucifixions yeah and that's it's so wild it's so um incredible to me because if i was god i don't like pain i don't know about you guys but i think i would have liked the uh the old thanos snap except reverse thanos where everyone saved um did you get that well yeah that's a good reference (laughs) yeah thanks um and so but it's amazing to me that Jesus chose to go to the cross, right? I mean, there's moments in the Gospels, like when, when they're in the garden and they're ready to fight back. Peter pulls out a sword and he chops off a guy's ear. And Jesus is like, bro, put that away. I could call like armies of angels exactly. to be here in a moment, you know? And so Jesus clearly chooses the cross. And I think you guys really got after it, that there's this justice piece. There's this atonement piece. There's this forgiveness piece to it. But I also think... Jesus wanted to feel the worst pain imaginable, right? Because being God, he couldn't really, I mean, he's infinite and he has infinite knowledge. So I guess he could have understood pain and comprehended it in his brain. But I think Jesus intentionally chose it for us. So then when we experience the worst pain in life, Jesus is like, boy, I know that. I know that feeling. I went you know? through that. He experienced it for us. And so I think that's something that's so profound about the cross is he chose pain for us. And I don't know if I could have done that. That's that's a really profound love right there. Anything to add, Will? Uh, no, I mean, but something to like reiterate maybe is I think that's, 
something I, I really love thinking about the like the fact that um Jesus has like experienced the the breadth of human yeah. uh emotion and feeling. Yeah. Um so like when, I, when every situation we're in like he understands and he understands on the level of like true experience mm-hmm. not not understands like you were saying just in his brain like of course he can comprehend it but he remembers like he knows yeah. exactly how it feels which i think is very comforting totally and i think some people we don't always think about like hey jesus got hungry he got thirsty he probably got sick he probably had a cold here and there mm-hmm. um he knew what it was like to be betrayed by his friends you know he he probably um we see in the gospels where he has like emotional relationships with people like when lazarus dies he weeps um and i think sometimes we lose that picture we kind of have this view of jesus where he's kind of like he's fully divine but we forget that he had a fully human experience even though he is fully divine he had a fully human experience too and i think like you said will that is super comforting beautiful it's good stuff. Cooper, you also talked about um, some, because everything Jesus does is, he does it literally, mm-hmm. but he also is very intentional yeah. and he has some metaphorical actions potentially. Mm-hmm. What were some things that you were drawing out? That the one that stuck out to me was in the beginning, like when you just got up on the cross and you asked for water. Um, and then later on when he gets stabbed and then like the water and blood both come gushing out, um, like when I first read that, I was kind of confused, but then when I did some research, like it kind of like connected the dots. Cause like, we're always thirsty when we're living, we're always trying to find that thing to quench or like to satisfy us from our thirst. And God is like, when he said I'm thirsty, he wasn't like really meaning like, Oh, I need water. He was like, it was like a, a final call for everyone to be like, hey, like, give me your life and it'll mm-hmm. be like redemption forever. And you can come live with me yeah. in heaven with God forever after you leave this earth. Yeah. You know, so he was calling out to everyone to be to come back to him so he can take their sins and give them a second chance. So it stuck to me when it was like, I'm thirsty. And then um, we're thirsty. We're always thirsty. So mm-hmm. our thirst and his thirst correlate with each other because we're always looking for that one, that water that's going to quench us forever. And that water is in Jesus as, because Mm -hmm. you can see that when he got stabbed, it was the blood of the lamb and the water and the blood of the lamb or the blood of Jesus represents the blood of the lamb that is sacrificed. And then the water is what we're looking for. And what we're looking for is in Jesus. So with Jesus, our thirst is quenched and we'll be, satisfied for a whole life so it's pretty amazing beautiful beautiful well put thank you um so we're gonna play a little game will any any final words on crucifying jesus um i feel like we i feel like we did a good job um breaking that down thank you cooper i also you know i like to hear that uh the research that cooper did i think that's interesting um because I think, you know, a lot of us, when we hear this story from when we're little kids, they kind of downplay how violent and painful it was because yeah, you were totally, totally. a little kid 100%. in Sunday school. But it, it was, you know, it really was a, about as bad as it could get. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah. 
gnarly. Juicy. So, here's my segue. We're going to play a game called What's That Noise? What is that noise? And so I have an object that I found here at the church office, and it makes noise. And so I'm going to make that noise, and you're going to guess what that noise is. And if you guess it correctly, next week at Epic, you win a whole doll hair to spend at the Snack Shack. I'm a fan. That's a lot of candy you can get right there. All right. Uh, count us down, Cooper. And I'm going tr- to I'm gonna go. make a noise. From 100. <laughs> I'm just kidding. From three. Three, two, one. Did you get that, people? Listeners, did you hear the noise? Cooper, count us down again. We're going to do Let's it go. one more time. From 500. <laughs> three. Two, one, here we go. Okay, little little earlobes, thanks for tuning in. That's your noise. Pretty noisy. It was pretty noisy. And I felt like it was a noise. It was an earful of noise. Ooh, it really was. Wow, we've never had a guess that sharp before. <laughs> he's quick. This Cooper, he's quick. Uh, but hey, we love you very much. Thanks for tuning in. Think about Jesus because he loves you and he hurt for you. Dot com. <laughs>